Like my next guest. Bottom line. Yeah, that's all that matters. She doesn't hate me. She is a uh, a rising superstar and has been for years in the Republican Party. She is, of course, a congresswoman out of New York's 11th congressional district, which includes Brooklyn, Staten Island, but really known for Staten Island. She ran a great race for mayor back in 2017 against de Blasio as a Republican fresh off for a big win over Max Rose. My good friend, Nicole Maliotakis. Nicole, good morning. How are you? It's great, Sid. And look, I, I feel for you, man. I, I, I got to tell you, I know, right, politician, it's never enough. No matter what you do, right. it's never enough. Never and you enough. always have your critics. But you know what? Those are the people that actually make you a stronger person. Uh, I think they, you know, you learn a lot from, Dalai Lama says, you, you, your best teachers are your enemies. So I, I, I agree with that. No, it's true. I mean, I didn't go to the Dalai Lama. I listened to Howard Stern. He said the same things. If, <laughs> if they hate you, that means you're doing really, really well. But, you know, when you start bringing up people who have passed away, like, again, you want to attack me, that's fine. But don't include family members and don't bring up somebody who was such a nice person who passed away. Just say, I don't like it. I think you suck and move on. But these people are not capable of doing that. I want to ask you, I had the uh, the Staten Island Borough president on a couple of days ago, Nicole, our, our mutual friend, Vito Posella. We were talking about that Ferris wheel down by John and Margot's baseball stadium. And I guess it's down to 30 days now, but they got to come up with the money or they're going to move on. And what... Uh, what uh, Vito really wants to do is build a casino. And there's a lot of casino talk around Times Square, maybe where uh, the Mets play baseball, maybe Hudson Yards. What are your thoughts on what you folks should do on Staten Island where that Ferris wheel was supposed to end up? Yeah, look, personally, I think the the Ferris wheel would have been a great attraction. Uh, we've seen it work in other cities. And, it, and really what we need is an anchor that's going to drive people. You know, the Empire Outlets is great, but without anything else there, it's made it difficult to really bring uh, revenue into that area. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the casino, to be honest. I think we need to evaluate, um, you know, what what else could happen. You look at Atlantic City, you get concerned about some of the surrounding uh, area, uh, and and if it if it does attract uh, quality of life issues or crime. So, you know, I think. We should have more of a community discussion, but the sh- real shame is, is that we have so much waterfront here in Staten Island with beautiful scenic views, uh, and that's what I like about Vito Facella is that he, as the borough president, is thinking outside of the box and looking for uh, ways that we can try to develop some of that land, uh, and however the federal government can assist Uh, We want to be supportive of that because it it, it truly has been lacking over the years. I mean, I I also think with the seawall that's going to be built, because we're getting it back on track uh, in terms of getting the Army Corps of Engineers to do it. They're done with their job, the federal government. Now the city's got to kick in its share, uh, and we can proceed now with that that first contract. There's an opportunity there, too, within the seawall to to bring in some economic opportunity, some recreational opportunity. Uh, and that's what I've been advocating for uh, over over my time in Congress so far. Um, but but we really need to revision uh, our waterfront here on Staten Island to look for those opportunities. So I was in your borough yesterday, Nicole, me and my beautiful wife, who you know very well, Danielle, my son, Gabriel. We got tickets to the Giants game and. We decided to go through Staten Island, so we took the Verrazano, of course, to the Jersey Turnpike. So we took the Verrazano Bridge, and I have to tell you that for the next two days, we can't eat. We're broke. Two days, no money. Uh, Maybe McDonald's for Gabriel because that damn bridge is so expensive. I don't know how people travel back and forth to Staten Island every day. That's a very expensive toll. 
Well, I thought you were going to say you were broke because you came here and you ate so well. But, uh, <laughs> we have the most amazing restaurants uh, in the city, I would say. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, I always argue to my colleagues in Congress that we have the greatest panini in the country. And I would put my really? panini over at Royal Crown against anybody else's in America. Really? Um, but but you're right. And, and, and Staten Islanders, uh, you know, when I went to the state legislature, uh, we fought with our colleagues to freeze the Verrazano Bridge toll at 550, uh, and it has not gone up since for Staten Island residents. But now if you're coming into Staten Island from Brooklyn or the other boroughs, you know, you're playing, paying an astronomical rate that you know our governor right now is looking to increase even further. And on top of that, they're looking at congestion pricing to enter Manhattan. And so this is one of my biggest gripes, uh, the way that the MTA is mismanaged and always looking for more money. Uh, and today, you know, my, myself and Mike Tanusis, my colleague in the Assembly, are going to put our foot down. Enough is enough with the MTA. They received $15 billion in federal funding bailout uh, during COVID. Um, they, they have the most astronomical uh, tolls in the nation. Uh, now they want to continue to ask for more money. And when you look at the projects, East Side Access uh, uh, Tunnel, which is 10 years over, over schedule, it is $10 billion overrun. Oh, yeah. That's just the poster child of, of MTA mismanagement. But there's hundreds of other projects just like that that are uh, just totally mismanaged. The governor really needs to rein in this entity uh, and stop looking to the toll payers and, and fare payers for more money. Well, you mentioned COVID, and that's the excuse, right? I mean, since COVID, at the very beginning of COVID, only 1%, according to Hochul's data, traveled uh, these tolls, these uh, bri- t- subways, uh, buses, you name it. Even now, it's down about 73%. I'm not sure if those numbers are accurate or not, but they're going to blame COVID all day long. But at some point, no one's going to care who you blame. Just fix it. Yeah, look, uh, during the height of COVID, obviously, people weren't riding uh, the train. But, but now, well, we sh- our focus should be in on two things. One, getting economic development and tourism back to the city at its prior COVID levels. Uh, and the second thing is making the subway system safe so people want to ride it. I think, you know, all, tourism, uh, businesses and their employees and, you know, commuters, they're all concerned about public safety in our city. And that should be the mayor and the governor's prime focus. If you want people to ride the subway, you don't charge a congestion tax to force people out of their cars to ride the subway. What you do is you actually make it safe so people you know, feel comfortable riding it. Um, and, and, and right now, transit crimes are up over 30 uh, percent over last year. Uh, people are concerned when they read about people being slashed and shoved in front of a train uh, on their, you know, in the middle of the day, not even in the middle of the night. And uh, that should be the governor's number one priority is to restore public safety. Um, so that, that would be my pitch to the governor, who, by the way, half of the state in this election said that they were not happy with the direction. And public safety was that top yep. issue in the campaign. Yep. So she should be doing something to address yep. half of the state's concerns about public safety. No doubt. In fact, uh, Lee Zeldin, the man that gave her a run for her money, is going to decide in the next day or two if, in fact, he's going to accept the RNC chair position. He's going to make that announcement right here with me 
coming up at 8.05 on Wednesday morning. Do not miss that. Getting back to her for a second, though, Nicole Maliotakis, Kathy Hochul, she vetoed like 50-something bills a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. I'm not sure. You talk about somebody who walks around like an empress, like a dictator. That's Kathy Hochul. She doesn't care what, you know, in all defense of Mayor Eric Adams, she doesn't care what he thinks or anybody else. She gets something on her desk. No, thanks. Almost every time. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of those bills that do make it to her desk are probably bad if they're coming out of the uh, uh, one-party ruled state legislature. But one bill that was a good bill that should have been signed was a fentanyl task force. Uh, And and I think this is important because obviously we have uh, a lot of deaths. 100,000 Americans died. Uh, but but really, when it comes to fentanyl, again, it becomes a public safety issue. When you hear about people caught with tens of thousands of fentanyl pills that could kill tens of thousands of people, uh, or when you hear about $1.2 million of meth, uh, an arrest being made, and in both these cases, the people are released right back onto the street because of our ridiculous bail laws, um, you know, that, that's something that needs to be addressed. You don't need a task force to tell you that, right? <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I think that we need we need the Democrats to pay more attention to this issue. On the national level, they, they refuse to secure the border when the Drug Enforcement Agency is telling us it's coming over the southern border. It is the drug cartels that are trafficking it into our country. They don't want to secure the border. On the state level, they don't want to fix the bail laws that actually put the drug traffickers and the drug dealers that are peddling this poison to our children behind bars. And at the city level, what do they want to do, the Democrats? Well, what did they, what did they do? Well, they opened a community center, basically, where you can go and shoot up uh, under Jeez. supervision. Mm. Uh, they'll give you the needles and everything. Um, mm. And then on top of it, they're using your tax dollars to purchase used syringes. So, so this is what the Democrat Party stands for when it comes to drug policy. Wow. Let's circle back, uh, wrap up this great conversation. Once again, this is Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, one of my favorite people in politics today. This uh, going to have a press conference later on today about the MTA hikes. What time is this press conference? Where is it going to be? And I, I have to imagine, Nicole, that you would think that the overwhelming majority of folks like me, everyday New Yorkers, are going to be thrilled to watch you later on today. Yeah, well, our press conference is at noon. We'll be doing it in, in Bay Ridge. But but one of the things we also want to highlight, aside from the mismanagement and all the federal funding, which I believe every single penny needs to be audited, and I have a bill to require the DOT inspector general to do just that, um, because we need to know where this money that we're giving this ridiculous agency is going, because it's not going, obviously, uh, where it should be. Um, but aside from that, think about you know, the governor saying we need to raise tolls and fares when she's spending you know, $600 million, the exact amount that the MTA needs, by the way, for Buffalo Bills Stadium. When, when she is giving billions of dollars to illegal immigrants, giving them stimulus checks, giving them free health care, free college. Um, you know, there's other areas where the governor record spending in the state of New York, in fact, twice as much as the state of Florida, when Florida has millions of more residents and no income tax. Um, but she should be using those state funds uh, where they should be going if that's where she believes that the MTA needs more money instead of asking New Yorkers who are already struggling with high inflation and, and high costs to shell out more money for their daily commute. You know, uh, you're going to Bay Ridge today. I want you to endorse my friend Mike Ragusa. Nicole, he's running against Justin Brennan. Now this turncoat, this Ari Kagan, has decided to switch from Democrat to Republican just to primary. My friend Mike in this race against Justin Brennan for city council in uh, Brooklyn. So keep that name in mind, okay? Mike Ragusa, you know that kid? 
Uh, I, I met him once. Uh, we uh, certainly sit down with all the candidates. I think the most important thing is that we beat Justin Brannon because right. he voted to uh, defund our police by a, by a billion dollars uh, along with Bill de Blasio, and he has to go. He should not be representing uh, southern Brooklyn. And so we did very well this year, as you know. We flipped four state assembly seats within my congressional district, three of those in that southern part of Brooklyn. Uh, and, of course, now the Democrats are trying to take one of those seats away from us. They're, they're trying to refuse to seat one of our candidates who won uh, fair and square in this election, yep. trying to challenge him over a residency when he lives in the district and was voted by the people of the district. And so we have to have that fight now ahead of us because, you know, it never ends with the Democrats. No, I know. And by the way, that guy— you gerrymander me. Yeah. Uh, they tried to take away my district by I know. putting Staten Island, Park Slope, Brooklyn— we fought that in court. We won. Yep. We got fair maps. And as a result, uh, they tried to bring us to four representatives, Republican, representing New York in Congress. Guess what? We're coming back with 11 nice. because of the fair maps. And so it just shows you when we play fair and square, Republicans win. By the way, that candidate you're talking about in Brooklyn, Lester Chang, is a war hero, which is, makes it even worse. And my dear friend for 42 years, Thomas Sullivan, another war hero. He served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Kuwait, and dragged bodies out of the buildings, 9-11, and saved their lives. He's also getting screwed in his race against Stacey Pfeiffer Amato in Queens. So there's two of them, Chang in Brooklyn, Sullivan in Queens, are trying to screw us, Nicole, but... We will win both of those races. That's my prediction. Anyway, as always, you were great today. Good luck at your press conference. Thank you again for coming on. All the best. Great seeing you, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. You got it. Nicole Maliotakis, Congresswoman District 11, of course, Staten Island, Brooklyn, big-time star in the Republican Party.